0: Welcome to The Kitchen Table, a podcast about where business is done. So pull up a chair and join your host, Ken Baden. All right, welcome back to another episode of The Kitchen Table podcast, where business gets done. I've got my guest today, John Perrymore, all the way from,
1: I keep wanting to say, I know St. Louis? This, yeah, St. Louis. St. Missouri. Louis, Charlotte, all the places, man.
0: Yeah, Charlotte on the weekends. Well, no, that's not true. Every other week. Yeah, every other week. Charlotte every other week and St. Louis, technically. Is that? Yeah, that's okay. where I'm from originally. Yeah. Missouri is, uh, I've got a couple of peers of mine in Missouri, one of which you've worked with. Yeah. Brandon Yeah. You had him yeah. on yeah. your podcast. Yeah. I had Brandon on, but you actually had him on the podcast. I had him on like, Zoom. Yeah. And so studio. Got, like, yeah, I got the knockoff. Not, but you're here. Yeah. So, and now you're coaching Brandon, right? Yeah. I mean, so like I've got. I don't like the word coaching, but I'm helping him, helping well, him grow the the business. I can say coaching only in that he called it that. So. Yeah. All right. We'll go Brandon with it. Brandon didn't call it that. I wouldn't say it that. Trust me. Brandon's not one of the guys, especially coming from where we come from. We might be in the business world now, but you know, mm-hmm. I don't want any, I don't want any problems. Yeah. So, but in all seriousness, man, we're doing a lot of stuff here. Uh, you're now you're here helping me yeah. personally yeah so you know he didn't just fly out for as cool as it would be just for the just podcast out just for yeah, i mean
1: i make people fly out just for my podcast <laughs> i've actually had a few people that were like yeah bro i'll, I'll fly out
0: we'll make a bit i'm like my podcast studio is in my office man yeah. and i squeeze in when i can uh but uh josh was one of those yeah he was like oh yeah 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 we'll fly out we'll do it. i said Zoom's fine, man. <laughs> Zoom's fine. But I like anyhow. the
1: dedication though.
0: Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I mean, I think he was almost like dismissive of like ah, Zoom. Yeah. But too good for Zoom. At any rate, we got you here because we're help we we enlisted your services. We're helping you are helping us scale the same way that you did Brandon. And, you know, there's a lot. I've been in this industry for 16 years now. I've done this four different times with four different companies, two for myself, but I've never gotten past that 10 million Mark Mm -hmm. you for yourself. And I'll let you tell the story. You know, first of all, tell the audience kind of how you got here. If you would be so kind and, and why I've enlisted your services and
1: we'll kind of go from there. Yeah. I've been in, uh, this is my, let's see. So we're in 2024. This will be my 24th year. And, construction space. Right. So I was an an active owner for 16 years. Oh, wow. Built a big company, sold it, um, started doing consulting work in 2014. Uh, So we're going on 10 years of doing consulting work. Um, And so, yeah, we've done, we started, we started with a smaller company doing consulting work. Uh, They were in the St. Louis area, um, really great people. We helped scale them up, open new locations with them, things like that. And then Uh, It just kind of happened organically. We didn't do a bunch of advertising. We just started putting things out, uh, going to events. Then I started speaking for, uh, North America's largest shingle manufacturer, GAF. I was an expert value series speaker for them for a year and a half. Yeah. So, um, on the, on the speaking tour and helping people, uh, on that side of thing. And then, and then it kind of just got, it kind of got bigger, um, after that. So, uh, we we had a uh, we have a recruiting agency we do uh, a lot on the marketing side of things, but primarily i mean we we grew those agencies too and a, uh, very very big and about two and a half years ago we kind of brought those down and now we only do recruiting for uh, our active clients marketing stuff for our active clients. We don't outwardly talk about or publicize a lot of that stuff. we mostly focus on the growing scale aspect of it, the consulting side of it and then if our clients need help with recruiting or marketing or whatever, we help them with that side too. But my, my expertise comes in the side of, uh, all the way if, you know, if somebody's still at build up side, you know, if they're, they're a million or so over and they want to scale, but they just are missing all the systems and process procedures, or they got the right people, but maybe they're in the wrong seat or whatever. It's a lot of just realigning all the things to where it gives them a smoother path, um, you know, to, to grow to the organization, to whatever size they want to grow it to. And that's the only downside of having these tight suits, to like you're getting these. too swole man oh yeah you gotta that's, that's, down what the gym. that's
0: what it is that's what it is i had no idea you were a gaf uh so are you familiar with the roof expert adam sure. benzman yeah so uh adam is now working with owens corning
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's obviously our preferred manufacturer but i cut my teeth on gaf gaf sure. did you ever i don't know i, mean, I don't know if that would have been of any relation to you whatsoever but maria was our rep and maria is now in florida and she's like jersey just firecracker of a rep, you know yeah. what I mean? Like the type where it's like something's wrong and she's like, takes it personal. Like, mm-hmm. so it was really easy to do business with them. And I love GAF and they were a great company. It's just, you know, Owens Corning, the owner of the company that I last worked at, that consequently also was the last time that I got, you know, screwed. I was going to do air quotes, but there is no way I was screwed out of money. It's mm-hmm. a fact. So, yeah. but it was the last time that happened, but he put Owens Corning on his house. And I'm like, mm-hmm you sell to you. You have, you put no corner on it. So at least got my eyeballs on it. And, uh, anyhow, so, and we, it's been a pleasure working with them, but, uh, mm-hmm. I think Maria moving was a big catalyst, but that's really cool, man. I mean, I feel like that says a lot because you don't get those positions and they don't just put just anybody, you know, they usually do yeah. the research pretty, pretty good. Yeah.
1: So I had no, we, idea. Uh, we, I actually start, I mean, I'll date myself a little bit. I'll, we started, uh, when I first got in the business installing elk, do you remember elk? I don't even know. So, that okay. So, so there was a shingle manufacturer called elk, uh, back in the day. Great, great product. Uh, and then I would say probably 2010, 20, 2009, somewhere in there, GAF bought elk. Wow. Uh, and so then they merged the two technologies together. Um, and so we were kind of transitioned into GAF by our elk rep. Wow. Uh, but, but then we had a, a big, um, manufacturing issue show up on a shingle that we installed, uh, in a large community. Um, and the GAF rep came out and made it right with no questions asked, Mm. uh, which kind of, which kind of, you know, put me on the GAF bus a little bit. And then we became master elite and then kind Mm. of just, uh, took off from there. But, you know, now in today's world though, you know, like, uh, and I'm, I'm still, I still like GAF, but I'm, I'm also like, OC has a really great product. I'm a big fan of the, you know, the duration, the the sure nail, and all of that stuff. Um, you know, and and certainty. Mm-hmm. To me, the big three are still running strong. I know a lot I of guys install more. IKO and, you know, Atlas and Malarkey and all. That's that's fine. Um, but you know, that's that's where I I grew up. That's just in my in my blood, so to speak. And I couldn't
0: understand why anybody would and not to because I I by the way uh, first of all I. Consulted, you know, everybody knows my story, so there's no secrets here. So, six years now uh, uh, sober, but in mm-hmm. year one, gentleman that was trying to hire me back when I was selling for whatever one of the companies I was working for, I started no weight selling windows, but that was the thing back then. It, it really wasn't roofing, at least here, it was windows, windows, windows. They yeah. were the Energy Star credits. They're moving like hotcakes. It was a terrible time for the economy, but people were staying put. They're reinvesting back in their homes and they were buying windows. There was yeah. a show about it, like white gold. And then it became roofing. But, and I often wonder too, if that like cyclical nature of like the exterior world, like pops back around. Cause you were putting a big this on siding yesterday. Yeah. And I, first of all, the numbers are great. It's a natural one, two. I mean, in the world I come from in the retail side, power windows, they start you. Windows, siding, roofing, or windows, yeah. roofing, siding, I believe was the order. And they might throw some gutters in there. There's doors, but the exterior combo is usually windows, siding, doors, gutters, mm-hmm. roof. You know, like yeah. those are the, the things to them. It's not weird to have those different components. It's they kind of like, all just go together. Right. And people like, oh, you need to focus on, to them, they're probably like, we are focusing on one thing, exteriors. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. right. But it's retail. Yeah, They're getting the leads the same way. Each product they get quickly with good margins you know and you can install them quickly so there's a theme it's not they're not doing interiors sure you know what i mean where there's a bunch of moving pieces so i mean what are your what are your thoughts on i was really what i was driving at was i was surprised to hear some of the people that i don't want to say that i looked up to installing lesser quality shingles but it was still surprising to see like oh man this guy's putting in atlas or IKO or tamco and i myself put in tamco at one point it's just a what you would think would be a, cause you're right. The big three certainty GAF its morning, period, bar none, there is nothing to debate, but there's a reason behind that. And I'll let you take, I figured it out, but I'll let you explain. Like when you see that and it's a different market, there's probably a good reason
1: for it. But. Yeah. I just think um for me, I, and and again, this is just my personal opinion. I'm not, I'm not taking this out on any particular manufacturer or any of that good stuff. But for me, th- those those brands have stood the test of time. GAF, OC, um, uh, Certainty, right? And then some of these other ones are kind of working their way up. Um, I, you know, obviously from a manufacturing standpoint, everything is reasonably close or similar. I know the warranties are a little bit different. I know the way they produce or, or uh, how they make the shingle is a little bit different. Uh, whatever, but in my mind, um, I'm to me, I've always kind of lean toward the guys who've been doing it for a really long time. And so uh, I can't talk bad and uh, about any of the other products. I could talk bad about one in particularly, but I won't. Um, but, um, um, the, uh, you know, I think also, you know, obviously that let's state the obvious. Uh, the big three are a little bit more expensive. Mm-hmm. The Some of the some of the other ones are a little bit less expensive. So guys that are trying to make margin are probably going to install a little a little bit uh, more. Um, you know, one of the, one of the lower grade shingles in my opinion. Uh, so, you know, that's to me, that's the big, that's the big difference. Yeah. And we tried the same thing. We weren't getting what we needed. Our prices weren't coming down.
0: And we told very transparently, Owens Corning, like, look, we got to do something. We're getting yeah. a better price on this regrettably. And, and I won't throw out, I just did, but like, we won't re bring it back up. But in the cold weather, it was just not, my
1: guys hated it. Mm-hmm. They were like, we won't install this
0: anymore. Not in
1: cold. So, I mean, let's be honest too. I mean, there are definitely some of the lines of, of the OC and GAF and particularly that when they're installed, they look night and day different than everything else on the market. I mean, there's not a designer series brand of shingles. uh, And again, in my opinion, that looks better than a GAF, uh, you know, Camelot or, you know, slate line or something like that on a roof. Right. There's just, there's just really not a lot of things that can compete with it. So I think it, I think it really just comes down to you as an organization. What do you want to stand for? Mm. Are you, are you putting something on because you want to make sure that it's not going to leak? You're not going to have a problem with it in the future, you know, things like that. Or, or are you more concerned about the bottom line margin? And I think there's a happy medium in there. I think there's a place to get in there where you can have both, but uh, I've always just erred on the side of, I want to do what's right and what's best for the, for the customer Mm. and put on, put on the best product. Number one, because it's right for them. Number two, because I don't really, I'm not really fond of going back and fixing a lot of leak issues and, and blow off and you know, whatever. So, uh, that's just where I stand for
0: it. And I think that, I mean, we put in Owens corning, so if we can afford to, that's what we do, but you brought up something that I think is a really good point. So you're here, you help people. You, You mentioned like usually who your target demo is at least a little bit, but I think a lot of the folks that listen to this show are probably early, you know, your year one through five, some Mm -hmm. of them, I mean, I say that. And then Adam champagne comes to mind who listens to this regularly. He's one of my original mentors that just truly, I don't pay or anything like that. Just somebody who is a big name around here. He's a CEO of home fix. They're a top 25 remodeling magazine company. They just bought a new look, which is probably another top 25. They're both heavy retail. Mm -hmm. I mean, 99% they would compete with like, say a power, Mm -hmm. they're not power. And Adam, I love you, but he would tell you that. I mean, Mm -hmm. power, I think might be a billion dollar company now. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at any rate, they're damn close. And what they've created is the CEO of that and probably six other companies, pure finance, uh, install services. At any rate, he was getting his haircut the same place as I was. And like a creepy, I don't know, stalker uh, trying to get a date. I asked for his number from my barber, and uh, he was like, I'll make sure it's okay. He gave it to me, asked him if he would have coffee. Dude, he had me meet him at one of his businesses and took me to the other three that morning, like bright and early, meet me, took me all around, just started, what's the net net? What's your this? What's your things? I didn't even, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that I didn't know. And I had done this already once before. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna and I had no clue what any of that stuff was. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, I, that was a really great lesson. And and I think for me too, sobriety, even like, it's just taught me so much that when you finally are like, I don't fucking know all of it. I just mm-hmm. don't. And you know what, I'm probably never gonna know all I'm, of it. I'm 46. I'm gonna, and I don't know all of it. I can always learn more. And you said, yeah, I have a coach I'm learning, right? Like, yeah. so it's, it goes, it trickles down. Like you can always find, you may learn more, you may get better, but there's always someone else to learn from. So sure. what would you say The early year one through five or, or, you know, prospective entrepreneur, anybody looking to get into this market this year, what are the things that you would recommend right off the bat? Like just some baseline to do's, uh, <laughs> we've got Spider-Man in the studio. Sorry.
1: walking on dips. Why
0: Exactly. We got uh, our, uh, our videographer literally just like Spider-Manning around. We're trying to keep it, <laughs> keep it here. But what would you say are the, are some, some t- t- big things to do uh, or top three for your new businesses in 2024? Like given the market, given the volatility, all of those things. I
1: think, so for me um, it doesn't matter if you're a zero or you're, you're million or you're 3 million, um, somewhere in there, the foundation of things has to be set and established. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think a lot of guys get out of the gate. They're quick to produce revenue. Uh, they want to get the dollars up as fast as they can. And then, and then like reality sets in that it's not just about the dollars and cents. That's obviously very, very important, but without the fundamental foundational core of, um, the, you know, the, the systems, operations, procedures, processes, SOPs, POAs, all the things in there uh, you quickly are going to run up against a wall, right? Because your, your team starts to get lost in the hustle. Uh, Maybe you figure out that you got some people on the team that don't belong in the team. I mean, there's just a lot of things, but if I, if I was going to build it all over again, if I was going to start today, if I was just going to say, okay, I'm going to stop consulting, I'm going to rebuild a contracting company. Uh, I'm starting with the foundational of all the things, right. I want to, I want to, I want to have a very solid plan on what I'm going to do with my marketing. Um, you know, even if it's, even if it's, what I'm going to do is generate leads from door knocking and my guys are, I want to make sure my guys know how to go out and door knock correctly. They have a process on how they win. Um, there, there's an actual mapped out way that they go about doing what they're doing. They're, they're not just, um, so often what I say is like, there's two types, there's, well, there, there's like three types of salespeople, but in the world of, of what we're doing, there's mainly two. Uh, and there's either the ones that like you as an owner hand somebody a machine gun and you send them over a hill and they're, and they're, they're not really sure how to use it, but they just start shooting everything. Right. And so they end up, they end up, uh, using a ton of energy and they come back with things, but they also made a mess and in, in the wake. Right. But, or there's a second type of guy where, uh, the owner is very meticulous, uh, very well thought out The way that the process are going to go about it. The strategy is is really strong and the, the way they execute is really strong. So they create a sniper, right? So they put a sniper in a tree. And so when all the things happen, it's very, everything that happens is very coordinated, very direct, very deliberate. So they're still killing or for lack of a better word, they're still hunting and and killing and producing on a very large level, but it's, it's way less chaos. It's much more calm. It's way less messy. Right. So I think in the beginning, most people start out and they, they bring out some sales guys, a hand, a machine gun and say, Hey man, here's a polo. Good luck. You know? Uh, and, and we hear this a lot where the owners are like, I, I don't know how to train guys. I just know how to sell. Right. Okay. Well, why don't you write out the process of how you sell that? That becomes a training module. teach these guys to do what you're doing. Right. Um, but, but, but again, if I could do it all over again, I would I would legitimately start with a process for all things. I would sit down and go, okay, most guys that get in this industry start as a sales rep somewhere, right? Somewhere, right? So if they could just start there and go, okay, what do I do every day? How do I go find prospects and start writing all that out? Now they have a process, right? And by the time we, by the time we, they call us and they engage, they're typically in a spot where they're like, okay, I'm stuck. Now what, now what am I supposed to do from this point? Right? So it's like, all the things that you thought about along the way to get to here we're actually going to slow you down enough and create all of that we're going to put all that in place and then we're going to we're going to we're going to polish it up a little bit we're going to give you a little more training and then we're going to send you out as a sniper you and your team from now on are not going to operate willy-nilly with a loaded machine gun we're going to stick we're going to put a rifle in your hand we're going to teach you how to use it and every t- target that you hit from here forward is going to be very precise and deliberate
0: I can't stress enough the importance of that, and I can tell you that from a personal, I have no problem. I mean, again, for me, I think my single best attribute is probably the ability to throw any sort of ego to the side. And say, I, I, I want to know because for me, it's the easiest way to my goal. Like, okay, get out of the way. It, it, for so many years, like I let ego keep me or self will something it's like something like where I'm like, I can figure this out. And it's either ego or I don't know, either way, that's mm-hmm. been life firmly took a big step on my uh, forehead when I uh, became homeless and those things, they tend to humble you, you Yeah, know? And so I think that coming back from all of that has made it really easy for me. To be like, All right, whatever. I, I, I want to get to this goal. And the easiest, fastest way is to find somebody who's done it and ask them how to do it. And in well, this let's, case,
1: let, not to interrupt you, but let's be real. Right. And to, when I, when I first got into this business, there, there weren't such thing as consultants. Mm. There were no bro. We had to figure it out. There was no other way, right? We could go ask our competitors, but most guys were so afraid that they had something that you didn't have. They wouldn't even share it with you. So we had to figure it out. So, in today's day and age, I tell people this all the time. You don't need to live in the world to figure it out anymore because someone already knows how to do it. You just have to find the guy and create a value exchange of some sort on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, it's the information is out there at this point in time, right? If we, if any me included any point in time where I'm in a space of like, Oh, I'm thinking about, man, if I could just figure this thing out, I'm like, dude, So I use this term sometimes you're mentally masturbating. That's all you're doing. You're just, you're, you're trying to make, Oh, if I just figure it out, then I can give myself the credit, but that's dumb, right? Somebody, somebody out there knows how to do what it is that I want to do. My responsibility in figuring it out is figure out who the hell knows it. Right. And then engage with them, create some type of value proposition or value exchange. And then away we go. Right. Everything now, I mean, I, I've learned more probably in the last, Uh, I would say 10 years Mm. than I did all the other because I spent so much time in the space of figuring it out where now it's like what I know is I can collapse time by creating value exchanges. So if I build relationships with people and we create some type of mutual value exchange, I can collapse the time in which it takes me to learn it. And then what I have to do is just learn it. And it breaks down to um, sorry, I get on a rant with these things, but it breaks down to, to the, to the uber simple, right? Can you generate a lead at will? Can you actually, other than door knocking, can you go generate a lead? Right. If the answer to the question is no, then the thing you need to learn or the thing you need to quote unquote, figure it out is who the hell knows how to generate a lead at will in this space. And how do I get to meet them? And and what's the value exchange that I'm going to provide in order for them to teach me how to go generate leads at will without, without door knocking. There's nothing wrong with door knocking, but if we can, if we can, doorknock and, and do have this, then now we're really powerful. Yeah. Right. So it's, and it's, it's the same thing, marketing, sales, operations, recruiting, uh, doing the production thing that we all do. It's, we want to make these things as efficient as possible, right? They're all, I'm not saying, we're, you know, that they're ever going to be easy, but we want to make them super efficient. He just, and he just described probably like
0: most of you, right? Sure. And obviously, and that's me, by the way, he's sitting right here. So I'm not like, it's, I have a consulting company, for instance, and in a, a coaching company, admittedly, like probably poorly timed. But like, my point is the consulting company was originally created because a, I didn't have any more energy or I didn't think I did. I, I was over trying to be owner or whatever. I really like training salespeople. I liked sales systems mm-hmm. because I saw the value. Like, uh, What a concept a system a thorough sales system, even though my natural instinct isn't evil, even isn't even to gravitate towards that. But I think that because of some of the chaos and the that once I saw that that worked, mm-hmm. it was so attractive and I love teaching it to other folks. And I just take what I learned at power what I learned here, what I learned here and condense that. And then it's very similar to Adam's slap or whatever it is, his acronym, but it's just predicated on rapport, emotion, building a value, creating urgency, You know, like you said, problem, solution, feature, benefit. I mean, it's all the same system components. But my point is, even then, what I think is my biggest frustration is that I have a consulting company that focuses on training sales reps. And I don't feel like I train my sales reps enough. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's the truth. I feel like it's like I try or I may. That's not my only job right now. Sure. So I try. But like you know, trying is not doing or, or they got a little bit and we had, yeah, we have a system for door. Like, okay. You know, when you knock the door, it's the three W's and then it's this and then it's this and here's this. But do they really know it? How mm-hmm. well do they really know it? Does mm-hmm. everyone really know it? Is everybody only, It's just knowing the importance of that has led me to, I need some help. Like we knew we needed to audit our systems over this winter. That was our whole plan. We talked about it, talked, but we kept talking about it. Mm-hmm. We weren't taking any action. We, we blocked off mornings for all winter and we're going to, audit all of our stuff and we're gonna make it all. We weren't doing it. And we wouldn't probably have done it, to be yeah. honest with you. So Brandon, thank God, was like, look, man, I think that this could really help you. He met some of my guys at the and they're all new. I mean, it was just a recipe for like brand new guys, couple left over, auditing everything, systems, all this stuff, trying to get it all done at one point and you're trying to do it essentially by yourself. Cause they don't know. They don't know the system. Mm-hmm. You got a bunch of new guys, so get out of your own way is what I would say. And look for a John, and this isn't like a promotional or anything like no. that. This is just, just straight. Doesn't have to be John. Anybody, there's a lot of an good, Adam, right? I mean,
1: there's like, a lot of good guys out there, right? Um, I think the <clears throat> when I'm when I'm looking for a consultant uh, or a uh, quote unquote coach, I'll talk about why I don't like that word, but but um, I I try to find people that are in alignment with my values, hmm. believe similarly to what I believe, speak to me in a way that I want to be spoken to, um, you know, and, and so I'm pretty direct. Like if you haven't figured that out already, but I'm, I'm pretty direct in how I speak. Uh, I believe in making sure that, you know, and and all the clients that I work with know, I'm not there to waste anybody's time. So I don't play patsy or grab ass or any of that stuff. But there are some consultants and coaches that are a little more gentle in their approach. So Mm -hmm. I'm grateful that there's uh, in today's world, um, there's a group of people that are, that are experts that do understand uh, this industry as a whole. And you get, to, you get to, as a human, go, okay, which one of these guys am I most uh, in alignment with and and pick that person and, and go to work with them, right? And sometimes it takes one to get you to, to one level, and then it'll take you another one to get to a different level, mm. you know, so on and so on. So I, that's also something to consider, right? Not all guys can not all guys have been where I've been. I haven't been where some other guys have been, you know, so I think there's just a stepping stone in that too. So I love that. Why don't you like the the word, the word coach? Uh, I think it gets overplayed. Um, I, so a few years, like let's, let's go back like maybe five or six years ago, there was, there really wasn't that many quote unquote coaches in the market. Now it's like, now it's like there's coaches out there that'll, that'll talk to you about, um, what coffee to drink in order to take a shit in the morning. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's just like, everybody wants to be a coach for all things, right? Like, uh, there's probably podcast coaches out there. There's probably, um, how to use a user board coach out there. There's how to make awards coach out there. Right. So I don't like that word coach. Like to me, um, you know, I coach people, I think just naturally in general, I have children. So I'm my kids coach just in general, but I'm also like, their leader. I'm their dad. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm an advisor uh, type of thing. But in the world of business altogether, uh, I don't, I'm not really coaching you on shit, bro. I don't have to tell you to go get up, get your ass up in the morning and go to the gym. I don't have to tell you how to dress. I don't have to tell you how to brush your hair or any of that shit. I consult you on what I feel are some solid practices of how to grow your business. And, and, and then, you know, once in a while we got to keep some, we got to have some conversations about life in general. If you, if you get off track or, you know, whatsoever, but my job is not to coach you. My job is to give you, is to consult you or be a guide to you and just give you a, uh, a little bit of a clear path for you to operate inside of. And, and then if you, you know, I mean, if you, if you did want my advice on something in particular, maybe I'd coach you in that, but that's, that's not my job, man. My job is to consult you on what it is that you need. Uh, and, and that's pretty much it. So I like the word consultant. Consulting has been around for, for years and years and years and years and years. Good friend of mine works at Ernst and Young, which is a monster consulting company for billion dollar uh, organization. So he's not coaching people e- either. You know, he's going in and auditing people's books and saying, bro, you got somebody embezzling shit from you right here. So, you know, that kind of thing. But um, but yeah, anyway, so I just have a stigma around it. I think there's too many people, you know, uh, it, you go out and build a funnel tomorrow on uh, go high level and you can run some Facebook ads. Now you've been doing it for less than a year and now you're trying to coach people on it. That's There's no, that's horseshit. Entry, man. Yeah. I mean, it's so, uh, you know, anyway, that's, that's my rant.
0: Oh, we, we, we could go on and I, because, you know, and I wasn't looking, I have Baden consulting and that was also kind of like a conflict. Baden consulting was my first company that I started Yeah. when I was at the last company. I was, I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I got it in me. Like I'd done the couple startups. I wasn't the owner. And that was ultimately like, all right, maybe, maybe if I'm calling the shots, like, cause it was like sales manager, then VP, then it's like, there's nowhere else to go, but that's mm-hmm. the last stop. You know what yep. I mean? Or like partner at the very least. But when I started the consulting gig, I was like, well, i not just stick to what I like. I yep. like training salespeople. I like building sales teams. And a lot of guys just get stuck. Like mm-hmm. I, how do I, how do you recruit salespeople? Like I've been very fortunate. Like did, It's been easier, easier, easier. It's been easier for me. It's been easier for me, but I think that's because I was probably taught, well, now you're here to help me expand on that. Mm -hmm. But like me comparatively to somebody who doesn't know
1: anything, there's a consulting opportunity there. Yeah. But um you have a way that you do it that works really, really well. It just needs to be put into a process. So when you when you d- decide one day, like, Hey, I'm going to exit the company. Um, you know, I want to make sure whomever takes over next has a well-oiled machine without me being there of how to exactly repeat what I've been doing. Right. Duplicate what I've been so doing. so
0: important, man. And again, yeah. that's what John is, is so far. He's been an absolute pleasure, man. I'm really excited to, uh, outside of, and there's a lot of things too. You know, you bring somebody in, what's the point of bringing them in if you just don't listen to anything, you know, as hard as it may be. And there are a lot of hard things, especially when it comes to people and stuff like that. But uh, speaking of which, we got some folks waiting on us. We got to get to work. We just came in a little early. My dog wouldn't cooperate. And he probably still is out there doing terrible stuff. But <laughs> I'm like nervous because I don't hear him. But uh, in all seriousness, man, I'm I'm really looking forward to this year. Yeah. I was... Uh, 2024 definitely has some asterisks there like as far as who knows what we can't control any of that crazy mm-hmm. shit but as far as what we can control we're going to get after it man i'm really excited i um i'm looking forward to and i agree by the way coaching that shit i don't even want to get into that because i was so disappointed to learn like the nuances of just like how little the barrier for entry was. i'm like yeah. once i got into it and i'm like okay, yeah, I'm not really looking to do this right now because I have this consulting thing that I picked up one client last year. And that one client was only because that one client was a friend of mine. I knew they weren't going to be super needy. Yeah. And like, I was very clear on the terms and it was a 90 day turnkey and we did it. And they're great. They work great. Sh- gave me a white labelable process. Probably should show you that because it's not as pretty, uh, but it is systematic. It could definitely be even better, but it was good enough to get them to where they needed to be. Uh, and they promote what we do. Yeah. But even that is more than like Joe Blow, who like got out of prison and like does push ups and now he's going to be a life coach. <laughs> it's fucking They're everywhere. Nice. I'm like, bro, what do you even do? I yeah. don't know what you do. Yeah. I have no clue what you do, but you got him a Ferrari and a nice house and somehow you're going to coach me on something. I don't know what. I met a guy and I'll finish with this. I met a guy at the uh, Utah at mm-hmm. the Limitless thing. Yeah. He was the. Uh, DJ there, he was friends with all the big guys and Ed was there and all that stuff. So I was like, you know, probably a little starstruck, but I was talking to him and, uh, he's like, you know, my only problem with the whole coaching thing is just, there's literally no barrier for entry. There's yeah. no qualifications. There's no test or certification. Like anybody can just decide, like, you know, I'm going to be a, a life coach or this coach today. And I'm just going to push somebody to push my stuff or pay somebody to push my stuff rent a Ferrari, rent this, go to the gym. And here I am. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, that is so gross. And it's very prevalent. Yeah. But you got to do your homework and you got to ask for receipts and you got to do things like, you know, John was recommended a couple times over. And then Brandon J who was a good, good friend of mine, somebody you trust implicitly, Mm -hmm. they don't have no reason to BS you. They benefit none from it other than helping you. And I watched the proof in the pudding with Brandon because I knew thoroughly where he was prior to you success. Yeah. I knew exactly where he was at though. And watched him like, Hey, I'm planning to scale to 20 end up doing like 35. And I know, you know, there were storms and stuff. I know you didn't do the work. They did right. the work, but right. you I definitely helped them put those systems yeah. and processes into place. I, and listen, man, 10 to 35.
1: Yeah. yeah I don't proof ever, I will never, ever, ever take credit for the work the hard work that you guys do. Right. Uh, my sole responsibility is to, is to be a guide is to just give you guys, you know, like uh, Elise and I talk about often. Um, it's like, you know, you're standing at the bottom of a mountain looking up and you've gotten your, you've, you've, you've crawled your ass or grinded your ass off to a certain level. And, and now you want the, you want to go the rest of the way up the mountain. And, and really all you can see right now is trees. Um, but then I pop out of those trees and I'm like, bro, I know a path. Uh, if you'll walk, if you'll actually do, I'm not going to carry your ass up the mountain, but if you'll walk and, and or run as necessary, uh, I'll, I'll show you where the path is. Right. And then you guys got to do the work, right? It's, it's just, I've had clients lose 50, 60, 70 pounds. I've had mm. clients restore marriages, you know, things like that. But that's not me doing the work for them. They got to do the hard shit. I just give them clarity on, on the, on the path to take. And that's all.
0: I, that that was so refreshing to me because I knew again I knew Brandon and they had to you you have to I already knew that they did the physical work yeah but I also knew that there was absolutely no way no way I, I can tell you personally without taking the time to stop and input systems based on how we are currently and this is just I think any business six seven eight nine ten xing over the span of six months. Mm and they don't make any changes is going to be and they don't implode. serious shit. Yeah. And well, they're going to probably yeah. unless they've got clarity. And so I, I, the proof to me was in the pudding. Like, you know what? I I need that. I need that. Cause we're attempting to do the same. Yeah. And I don't think, and I'm not going to get all weirdo I don't think it's weird to be religious, but I'm just saying the coincidence is there. Brandon's like, he's a few years ahead just because of, you know, I've got two companies that I had or whatever. But if I hadn't split, we'd probably be on the same timeline. But comparatively, we're kind of like right there in terms of like he clipped everybody down to one, went from five to seven to that 10. You know, we seven something. I mean, collectively as a unit, we're probably closer to 10 because of the roofing, the bathrooms, and the solar. But at any rate, we're very close in like our goals and what we're trying to do. And seeing that, the proof's in the pudding. I mean, I don't know if you guys understand that, but like to go that wide of an expansion over that short a period of time if you don't have the systems in place it'll will be, it'll be, be bad serious yeah. shit yeah you won't sustain so john thank you so yeah. much man do you have any final thank thoughts you. and where can people find you
1: yeah so um number one no i don't have any final thoughts but we got to come back you know like we got to book something in like a year from now yeah six really six yes. months and then yes. a year from now and, yes. and and uh and see where things go but, i think um, six
0: months even would be awesome because yeah. hope well i sincerely hope that'll be spring i think we'll have built yeah, I'd be really interested. And then a year, but like the six month mark would be exciting for me. Should have a lot of I momentum like at that point. I, so, I think we will. Yeah. I mean, we have so many goals that are predicated around spring. I almost like this office is secured. These people are in here. We got this many reps. But I mean, that's putting the heat on. But uh, I would love to do that.
1: Yeah. I'm at uh, J O N Paramore, P A R A M O R E, on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I even have some stuff on TikTok. Um, But, uh, you guys can go to the the smashco.com. That's the website. It's being redone. You guys are going to see that pop up. And, but I also have a podcast called drop the hammer. Uh, we, we did a hundred episodes under the go to war podcast, which was all mindset. Uh, drop the hammer is it. We're bringing it back around to the, to the business side of things. So, uh, it's going to be very deliberately business-based. I love that.
0: That's awesome, man. And Brandon was just on that. So Yep. fantastic well, we'll have to get ourselves uh, into scalability and rock and roll and then we'll have to hop out there oh yeah but brother thank you so yeah, much and we we'll look forward on. to seeing you guys in six months so you can see the growth and his uh, hard work and our hard work at work alright see you. see you next time yep thanks so much for tuning into this episode we sure do appreciate it If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show, wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. And if you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. It is how new people find the show until next time. Remember there's always a seat at the table for business.